Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 20th, 2023. So what we do here on today's word is every morning we gather around the word of God. We get into the word, we hear word from from the Father, we, we break down scripture, and then we apply it to our daily lives. And so we're walking out the word on a daily basis. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything we do in response to God, we do it by faith. So that's how our faith taps into God's grace, and we get to become the men and the women that God has called us to be. We've been studying the miracles of Jesus. This is the miracles of Jesus, part 12. Jesus and Peter walking on water, part three. And today I'm going to talk to you about how faith works. Listen, we got to understand how faith works if we want to be men and women of faith. So get ready for the word. All right, so let's get ready for the word. Put it in the chat, how faith works. Say, I'm ready to receive. Put in there, how faith works. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to give you like a faith refresher today. Before we get into the miracle, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture that the Lord released over our church. I'm going to release it over you on a regular basis this year. So Psalms 126 and verse 4, get this down in your spirit. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Put that in the chat. Lord, do it again. Restore us. Father, to our former glory. There was a time in our lives where we used to just have this passion, desire, hunger, and thirst for God. And maybe you lost something over the last few years. Maybe 2022 was difficult for you. Maybe from the begin, beginning of the pandemic till now, it's like you, you were going through some things. But no, no, no. God is going to do some things again. God is going to restore us to our former glory. The text says, may streams of your refreshing God flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. We declare Put this in the chat. No dry places in my life. Any area of my heart that was dry in this season, God is going to drench it again. I'm going back to a form of glory and even even greater. God has taken me to another level, another another realm, another dimension here in 2023. Say amen to that. Say no dry places for me. All right. So we've been looking at Jesus and Peter walking on water. There's so much that we can get from this. I thought I was going to finish this today. I can't. We're going to keep talking about this on Monday. So this miracle was covered by Matthew, Mark, and John. I'm going to read for you Matthew 14, verses 22 to 32. This is what the Bible says. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples to get into a boat, go out ahead of him to the other side. Then he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, we know it was the fourth watch of the night between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. He was there all alone, and the boat was a considerable distance from the land. John tells us that it was three to four miles away. And the boat was being buffeted by wind and waves. The disciples had a long day. They were tired. They were dealing with the storm. And they were exactly where Jesus told them to be. Jesus comes. He doesn't have a boat, so he has to catch up to his team. He walks on water. They they first see Jesus. They think he's a ghost. He says, be not afraid. It is I. And, and then Peter said, well, Lord, if that's really you, then bid me to come onto the, onto the water with you. And Jesus said, come. And then Peter, just like that, when Jesus said, come, he got out of the boat and he walked on water towards Jesus. Now, he only took a few steps. He lost his focus. We'll deal with this on Monday. He got distracted. He was no longer looking at Jesus. He looked at the wind. He looked at the waves. 
waves, bam, he fell in the water. He cried out to Jesus. Jesus got him up out of the water. There's so many things that we can learn from this. On Monday, I point out that when Jesus got, got him up out of the water, he didn't say, oh, Peter, good job, buddy. You walked on water. He didn't say, oh, Peter, man, you, you're awesome. You're going to go down in history as only the, the second person to ever walk on water, just me and you. No, what he said was, where's your faith, dude? He was like, why do you have little faith? Oh, I'm going to deal with that on Monday. So anyway, let's talk about faith today and how faith works. What does this mean for you today? I believe I have three things to share with you on this Friday morning. I'm going to teach you about faith. As I get into these three things, uh, open up your heart to receive. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. Number one, it's okay to ask God without hearing from God first, just as long as you don't move out without hearing from him. This is a point that I made yesterday. And after I made this point yesterday, I got this text message. I'm going to read to you what the text message says. It says, sir, as I listened to your message this morning, I think I had something out of order. I came to believe that I had to hear from God before I could ask of God. And this has prevented me from asking in many cases. Now I realize that it's okay to ask just as long as I'm committed to waiting for an answer before I move. This is a very important distinction for me that allows me to ask bigger and more frequently. Thank you for pointing this out. Now, I agree, this is a very important distinction. Now, part of my assignment as a, a Bible teacher is to teach you what I've learned. I've been walking with God for 28 years. I've been preaching for 27 of those 28 years. Um, I'm not, I don't claim to know much. I, I, I know whatever God has graced me to know by, by, by his grace and by his spirit. I do believe that I have a functional understanding of God's grace and our faith. And what I have, have gained an understanding of, and, and of course we, we know in part, so we're always learning. God has graced me and called me to, to then communicate what, I, what he teaches me to communicate what he teaches me to you in a way that you can understand. And so sometimes God gives me, he, he helps me to understand concepts, theological concepts like predestination that, that are very difficult often to communicate. And God graces me to communicate that in a way that people can see, hear, and understand. So part of my calling is to explain how faith works because God's grace, we do everything, it's the grace life, but for us, we have to exercise faith. So everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Everything we do in response to God, we do it by faith. So if it's impossible to please God without faith, that's Hebrews 11 and 6, and if, it, if the Bible teaches us four different places that we are the just and the just shall live by faith, Habakkuk 2 and 4, uh, Galatians 3 and 11, Hebrews 10 and 38, and uh, Romans 1 and 17, then Understanding faith is paramount, is, is vital, is critical. You got to understand faith. So today I'm going to give you somewhat of a faith refresher. Put it in the chat, a faith refresher. Say, 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 I receive it. All right. So I have made it clear, me, Rick Pina, I've made it clear to you that I believe that God's grace must precede our faith. There can be no faith where there is no grace, right? And so I believe that faith begins where the will of God is known, right? I got it. You can put that in the chat too. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And I believe that the things we that we ask for in faith must be in alignment with God's will and not our selfish desires, right? But like the person who texted me yesterday, since I drive home the message that faith cannot be about selfish desires, sometimes 
people take this to believe, like that person did, that we can't ask God for things without first hearing from him. So today I'm going to clarify. Like we found out yesterday, it's okay to ask God for stuff. It's okay to ask God for big things. It's okay to put a bunch of stuff on your vision board for 2023. It's okay to walk past that vision board and say, Lord, I believe I receive it. But you can't launch out to go do it until you know that that actually is the will of God for your life. There's gonna, actually, if we would be honest, there's some things that we put on our, on our vision board that's, that didn't come from God. And, and then God has to tell us, no son, no daughter, that's not me. And so there's some things that we put on our, on our vision board that we ask God for that God says, yes, that's good. And there's some things that we put on there that God says, no, that's not me. And so James said in James 4 and 3, in James 4 and 2, he said, well, you have not because you ask not. Of course, we need to ask. Say, I will ask. Put that in the chat. Say, I will ask. From now on, I'm going to dream big dreams and I'm going to ask on God's level. I got it. I got it. Hallelujah. High five your neighbor, right? But then the next verse says, but you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust and entice. In other words, he's saying you, some people have not because they don't ask. But then other people ask and they don't get it because what they asked for was a selfish desire. So as it was in the case of Peter walking on water, it's okay to ask. We, we should make God-sized petitions, but we have to wait to God grants us or gives us the approval. So in the case of Peter, <clears throat> Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come. Jesus said, come. So Jesus put a stamp of approval on the request. And when God puts a stamp of approval on the request, then what we do is, is not that we're getting it because we asked for it. Yeah, we asked for it, but it, it wasn't birthed in our heart. It was actually birthed in God's heart. And, and what God is saying is now, hey, son, hey, daughter, you just asked for something that I already planned for you to have. So boom, yes, you can have it. And so, so this doesn't lessen the importance of God's will, his grace in any way. It just puts an emphasis on us to discover God's will. Put that in the chat. I will discover God's will. I have to be able to discover God's will for my life and then make a human alignment with my divine assignment. And powerful things happen when I make a human alignment with my divine assignment. When we do, our, our faith taps into God's grace and we experience God's best. That's what happened with Peter. That's how Peter walked on water. Hey, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come. Jesus said, oh, okay, you asked for something that's available. There's grace available for all of y'all, but all of y'all didn't ask. And so he said, come. And so now, because he made a request that was in accordance with God's will, was in alignment. Matter of fact, 1 John 5 says, hey, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask for anything that is in accordance with God's will, then yeah, God hears us. And we not only do we know that he hears us, but he grants us the desires that we petition. Why? Because we asked for something that was in accordance with God's will. Now, if you ask for something that's selfish, you're not going to get it because that was not God's will. Do you got it? So, so this leaves us in a position to either do, do it two ways. Either A, you ask God for things that, um, and, and as you're asking God for things that you believe that he wants you to have, in that case, basically what I'm doing is I'm praying unto God the prayers that I believe he already prayed over me. And so what I'm doing is I'm praying, I'm believing and I'm receiving that, that in 2023, I believe God wants me to do X, Y, and Z. And so Father, now I'm praying back to you those prayers that I believe you've already prayed over me. So my prayers are coming in agreement and in alignment. Say amen to that. Or 
You could just come to God and say, Lord, I'm not sure if this is your will or not, but it is in my heart. And so now I'm asking you, I'm going to pray on this level. I'm going to petition on this level. And if that's the case, that's fine. Just remember, don't launch out until God puts his stamp of approval on it. Because if you launch out without hearing from God, you're going to put yourself in a bad situation because now you're out there without God. You got it? I'm taking my time this morning because I got to explain this thing. This is how faith works. You got it? If, if you're getting it, put it in the chat. I'm looking at the chat. All right, so number two, hearing from God is critical to living by faith. Put this in the chat. I live, I hear from God. I hear the voice of God. Hearing from God is critical to living by faith. Peter knew better than to get out of the boat without hearing from God first. It's not like Peter said, oh, snap, that's you, Jesus? Boom. No, no, no. You need to be able to hear from God. Faith is not about you doing whatever you want. Faith is an expression of your confidence in what you believe that God wants. It, 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 it is an expression of your confidence in God and what he is saying to you. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do in the present based on what God revealed to you about your future. So God reveals things to you. And God can speak to you in a myriad of ways. I've told you this many times. God speaks to you through his word while you're reading his word. God speaks to you by his spirit. He could just speak to you directly or or, uh, inner knower. God speaks to you in dreams while you're sleeping, open visions while you're awake. God speaks to you through circumstances and through people. And when God does and you believe that God has spoken to you and revealed something to you that is future to you, but pass to him, meaning that for God, who's in eternity, it's already done. And for us, it's only a matter of time. Then at that point, your ability to make decisions and to take actions, let me explain what faith is. God revealed something to me about 2023 that hasn't happened yet. I believe that in his realm is already done. And for me, it's only a matter of time. So my ability to make decisions and take actions in the present based on what I believe God revealed to me about my future, that's faith. And when I do it, I cannot be moved by what I see. I can only be moved by what God said. And so when you are only moved by what God said, the unseen and not what you see with these natural eyes, that's faith. And that's how your faith taps into God's grace. When Jesus said, come, that's it. That was a word. That was authorization for participation. Boom. Now Peter had to go. Peter believed in that word. That word came from the son of God. Peter launched out. Peter did it. He only took a few steps, (laughs) but he did it. He lost his focus. And when he lost his focus, he fell in the water. But for those few moments, he did something that no, no other human had ever done. Peter walked on water because he was walking on the word. Jesus said, come. And he said, that's the will of God. So he got out of the boat. When you can take an action, when you make a decision or take an action based on what God said, even when it goes against natural laws or the things of this world or what you're seeing with your natural eyes, that is how we walk by faith and not by sight. When, when we release faith where God has already provided grace, then we experience what God planned for us to experience and we experience God's best. I hope I'm taking my time. I'm trying not to get too excited. I'm trying to teach you this this morning. I hope that you're getting it. I'm, I'm trying to give you a, another level of understanding of how faith works. None of what I just explained works without hearing from God. This this is a reason why God put his spirit down inside of Adam. God said, hey, let us, Father, Son, Spirit, make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the beast of the field, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. And so we're going to rule up here. 
man is going to rule down there. But for man to rule down there, we have to put our spirit in man. So the Lord put his spirit down inside of man. Of course, Adam lost the Holy Spirit. He got kicked out of the garden. Jesus came to get back everything Adam lost. So Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into. We were born devoid of the Holy Spirit. And we tried to fill that hole. People try to fill that hole with sex, drugs, alcohol, money, women, whatever. But that hole can only be filled by the agent that created the hole in the first place when he left. That's the Holy Spirit. So once we get born again, now the Holy Spirit, boom, is inside of us. And we have a spirit to spirit connection with the Father. So God gave you his spirit so that you can know. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So that you can know the things that he has freely given to you from the foundations of the world. And so Jesus only said what he heard the Father say through the Holy Spirit. Jesus only did what he saw the Father do through the Holy Spirit. And so that same Holy Spirit is in you. Say, say, put that in the chat. God gave me his spirit so I can know. God gave you a spirit so that you can walk like Jesus walked, so that you can live like Jesus lived. Now, once you have the Holy Spirit born again, and once you hear from God, now you can launch out in faith. Until then, if you're launching out, whatever you're doing is not faith. Let me make sure I explain this. When you hear from God, you can launch out in faith. If you haven't heard from God, Whatever you're doing is not faith. If Peter had gotten out of the boat without first hearing from Jesus, it would not have been faith. And unfortunately, there are believers all over the world who get out of their boats every day. They, they get out of their boat. Maybe it is God's will for them to be a business owner, but God didn't tell you to start this business. And then you just get out of the boat and you go start this business. And then you say, Lord, you got to bless it in Jesus name. And now you're struggling Matter of fact, let me say churches. There, there's no reason why we have so many churches in the United States. I'm convinced that there's a bunch of people that just want to be a pastor. And so they have a church with eight people and, they, and they've been there with eight people for 12 years. That's not the will of God. God, Listen, there are people that are getting out of their boats without hearing from God. And, and, and they're launching out into new projects and they call it faith. That's not faith at all. If you haven't heard from God, that's not faith. What they are doing is nothing more than having high expectations based on selfish desires. Let me say that again. High expectations based on selfish desires is not faith. That's just selfish. And when it doesn't work, they say, God failed me. No, God never failed you because God was never part of it. I don't know how else to say it. I don't want to be rude or curt or anything like that. I'm just being honest. You, no, it's not that God failed. You never heard from God. God was never part of it. God was not even on the project. And so Jesus taught us that we're not supposed to live by bread only, Matthew 4 and 4. We're supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God for us. Now, if we're not hearing from God, then it's hard to, to walk by faith. Reading the Bible is great, but reading the Bible is what God said, past tense. And when we read the Bible, we're reading what God said. We should do so with the intent to hear what he is saying to us right now. And so, so we have to hear from God with an ex. We have to read the word and come to God with an expect, expectation to hear what he's saying. The purpose of studying what God said is so you can hear what God is saying. Say amen to that. Matter of fact, right now, it's Friday morning. We're about to close out the week. Rick Pena is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking through Rick Pena. You are hearing things that I didn't say. Right now, you are hearing things to you. There's a voice behind my voice. There's a spirit behind my spirit. And so you are hearing things that I didn't say. 
Why? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you while I'm speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking through me, and then the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through the words that I'm saying in a way that is tailor-made for you. So you have to be able to hear from God. All right, number three, last point for today. I'm taking my time, but I hope you're getting it. All right, hearing from God is only half of the equation. Put in the chat, half of the equation. Once you hear from God, you must then have the faith to attempt what you hear. Now, this is this takes it to a whole nother level. First, people say, look, Rick, I need to be able to hear from God. Got it. But then when you do hear from God, if you don't have the faith to go do it, then come on now. Now you're wasting the grace. It's like, you're like, like that's a mis- like in the government, when you, do, when you don't do something with what we gave you, it's like a misappropriation of government funds. I, I call it like a misappropriation of God's grace. What you don't want to do is then do all of this work to hear from God and then not do nothing about it. It takes investigative faith. Say investigative faith. It takes investigative faith to ask for permission. Lord, is this your will? Can I do it? Can I launch out? Got it. But once the permission is granted, it takes fearless faith to go do it. Say fearless faith. Say, say this. Say, I have fearless faith. Say, I, I have faith. I, I have no fear with my faith. Why? Peter said, Lord, is that if that's you, that's investigative faith. Hey, hey, Lord, is that you? If that's you, bid me to come. Jesus said, come. It takes one level of faith to ask for it. It takes a whole nother level of faith to go do it. A lot of people can talk a good game. You may have had the faith to ask for it. But then when God grants you the permission, do you have the faith to go get it? Put this in the chat. I have the faith to go get it. Having the faith to ask is one thing. Having the faith to put it on your vision board, that's one thing. Having the faith to jerk in church, oh, glory, I receive it. No, that's one thing. But having the faith to go do it day in and day out when things get difficult, when it gets harder before it gets easier, when things, when you're like, Lord, I know you said it, but what is going on? Yes, that's the faith to go do it. So you, yeah, yeah, you have to launch out. Watch this. You, maybe you had the audacity to have faith in your lips, but having faith in your lips is not the same as having faith in your legs. Yeah, yeah, you can have faith in your lips, but then after you have faith in your lips, if God says go, then you have to have faith in your legs. And so you have to believe God. After God said it, after you prayed for it, after you declared it, after you, you opened your heart, if God grants you the permission, then you got to go do it. You have to go get it. You have faith on your lips, but do you have faith in your legs? Put that in the chat. Say, I have faith in my legs too. And so, so I'm not just going to ask for it. I'm not just going to talk a good game. How, how many people you know in church say, oh, girl, let me tell you something. Oof. Hey, hey, bro, let me holler at you real quick. Let me tell you what God said to me. Cool. Now what you going to go do? What, what you going to do about it? You've been talking about this like in church. Excuse the, the, the English here that you, you've been fitting to do it for 15 years. You know, people always oh, I'm fitting to do this. I'm fixing to do that. Dude, you've been talking about this forever. You can hypothesize, strategize, theorize, analyze all you want. At some point, if God said go, you have to go. You have to go do it. Uh, are you just walking on the word that God spoke to you or are you just meditating on it? Like, I mean, at some point you have to go in this season. Let me help you out. 2023 in this season. Say, this is my season. This is my time. This is my turn. Come on. In 2023, we're not going to hesitate any longer. We're going to get out of the boat. Say, I get out of, out of the boat. Put that in the chat. Say, I get out of the boat. I'm going to step out in faith without a doubt, without wavering. I'm going to work, walk on every word that God speaks over me in 2023. God is speaking to you about 2023. Why? Because he wants you to go launch out. Most Christians talk a good game. Most Christians are hearers, but they're not doers of the word of God. In 2023, I want you to be not a hearer only, but a doer 
of the word of God. Say, I'm a doer. Put that in the chat. Say, I'm a doer. I, I believe God. I'm going to launch out of faith. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out, man. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. And this is a message. You might, you might need to listen to this message again this weekend to get you fired up to go do something. All right, you ready? Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. I am your child. I hear your voice, the voice of a stranger. I will not follow. You speak to me daily and throughout each waking moment, even while I'm sleeping. I read what you said with the goal of hearing what you are saying to me every day. When you give me a word, I know your grace accompanies your word. You will never give me something or tell me something that you haven't already given me the grace to perform. So Father, I embrace your word. I expand my capacity to believe you. I have the audacity to ask for it. And when you grant me the permission, I will get out of the boat. I walk on your word in 2023 and I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I hope that you enjoy. Listen, I'm trying to give you a functional understanding of how faith works. Like I said, this is a message you need to share and get that down in your heart. Do me a favor. If you're not getting my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. And then I need you to do something for me. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And before you leave, go into the chat. If this message was a blessing to you and leave me some comments in the chat, I'd like to read those comments. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend, y'all. You are the just, and the just shall live by faith. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.